got these unspoken words, I'm trying to get out my head. Plug in the mic and leave nothing unsaid. Uh. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. You are yeah. I only had to wash one hand. Unspoken words. Episode where you do lots of stuff and talk really fast for a long time until you're almost out of breath and then you go. Hey, 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 Unspoken Words episode 149 is in the house and obviously we're missing a voice. Wichita. Wichita. Wichita is Wichita is in Wichita tonight. Just being real humble out there. Just being real humble in the land of Wichita. Drinking his monster. His monster Wichita. Because without Cookie, he just monster. I just like no um yeah, Randy B in the place to be pod gotta gotta. He's under the weather tonight. Um so, if you guys are, you know, send some prayers that way, that would be awesome. That would be great. But over here to my right, all the way from Bob, and I know, I know, I know, he is your favorite Indian, your hoe and one, JCB, your favorite Indian. Ha ha hey, say a ho. A ho, except no substitutes, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Talk to you almost out of breath. <laughs> hey, and you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Uh, hey. Arrow Creek. Aluda, Shershko, Beaches, G, the hey. Be go lucky. Ha, he da. Wait, aha. Wait, aha. Hot dog champion. Hot dog champion of the world. Of the world. No buns, because JC got the buns. <laughs> extra buns for me. <laughs> He's like, Give me extra buns. No hot dog, just the buns. <laughs> hey, that's, that's the way to go, man. He's carbo loading. He Carb- got to race tomorrow. Carbo load. Extra Car- buns. Extra buns. Hold the hot dog. <laughs> Did you ever eat a, oh. <laughs> hold the hot dog? Definitely hold the hot dog. Yeah. Did you ever have to eat a hot dog and a hamburger bun? Oh, yeah. How about a hamburger and a hot dog bun? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, Smile yeah. from the res, man. I, uh, yeah, I'm I was going to say, I'm gonna say uh, that's, that's, that's not a, it's not too far-fetched. No, it's not far-fetched where we come from, man. Even now, I think just like this spring. I uh, cooked up burgers because I thought we had some. No, I thought we had um, burger buns, but we just had hot dog buns. So I just broke the burgers in half and put yeah, it in. Yeah, that's half. what I was going to say. I would just yeah, tear yeah. that sucker in half and put it in a hot dog bun. Yeah. I was can't tell. Mm-mm. Still delicious. D E delicious. D delicious. D E delicious. B delicious. D E delicious. 
delicious. Delicious. Hold on one second. Keep talking. There's What's the sounds oh, in my yeah. head, man. Hold on. It's a hit Keep talking. That, um, that, uh, ah, what the hell? They call that a window in some places. But yeah, it's mirrored, hitting off the building right in his face. Gonna fix that real quick. And uh, while he's doing that, all you get is me. So, let me tell you a little story about this time as a young child. I oh, I was gonna tell you, but he's back, so well, that's for another time. Woo! Quite the journey. Quite the to journey. go across the room. <laughs> Obstacle course. I know. Go around the fan, over the chair, around the other chair, through the. Does that heater even work? Uh, I think so. Huh. Yeah, it works. We turn it on in the winter time. Oh, uh, that's got our here. mittens on and our beanies. Mittens nice and chilly and out. Beanies and wool socks. Oh my! Oh my! So, uh, you got an icebreaker, yeah? Well, I figured we'd go back and forth and ask a few creative icebreaker questions. Oh, before that, okay, let's talk about. Special announcement. We got uh, some MC gigs coming up. So if you want to catch Unspoken Words live doing our thing, do as we do our thing. Uh, September 22nd, we're doing the Suicide Prevention Coalition of Yellowstone Valley Conference, annual conference. We're going to be emceeing that event. It's here in Bellings on the St. Vincent Hospital campus in the Mansfield Conference Rooms. And it's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And throughout the... Throughout the event, we're going to be interviewing um, the speakers and then the keynote speakers. We're going to be interviewing them, too. So they'll do their presentation, and then they'll come sit down with us, and we got questions for them and stuff. But the whole conference is around suicide prevention, so there is a virtual option. So check it out. Uh, Google it. Yellowstone Valley Suicide Prevention Coalition. I don't know. Suicide Prevention Coalition of Yellowstone Valley conference say that three times really fast i know and then on the other side flip side of that to all our listeners in the northwest region of the united states we're coming out there to the Tulalip um gathering center on october 7th for the potlatch gala 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 i think it's interchangeable Mm, okay, you say gala, I say gala Okay, I'll say gala, so it's the Potlatch Gala, October 7th um, I think there's tickets on sale for that right now um, But yeah, we're going to be out there, northwest, just north of Seattle, Washington On October 7th, and we just got off those We just had meet planning meetings for those initial planning meetings So just to let you know, unspoken words, we're moving on up Moving on up to, to the, the east side. <laughs> I was going to sing something totally different. <laughs> Either that or I just don't know the words to it. I don't know. I just, just I, don't, I was just, just blah, blah, blah. But, but, We're actually but, going but, west. I don't know why I said east. Well, we could go to the west of the east. Oh, yeah. So if we start in the ocean, we're going east. Hey, if the earth is flat, do we still have directions? Yeah. It's just, it's just like if you're on spherical earth, you have directions. You go far enough east, you come back to where you started. But you're still going east. Yeah, same thing on the flat earth. If you keep going east, you're just going to come back to... How is that possible? If you go... Okay, if you're flat earth, uh-huh. and you start going east, and then you come back, and you're still going east, you're just walking in a big circle. Yeah, same thing about spherical earth. But if you just like... Like if you don't follow the land, you just keep heading east. Like if you're following the longitude, latitude. 
mm-hmm. you then you'd still be going in a circle. Hmm. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't think that makes sense on a different, like on a plane. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, if you keep heading east from here, I guess, and not following the longitude, latitude, whatever, um, you're going to run into the firmament. <laughs> okay. That's as far as that goes. So do you think anybody's ever run into the, like, uh, Truman showed it? Oh, I, I think so. That's why I like Antarctica's off limits. You can't go down there. Sure, people go there all the time. Like, you can get there from the tip of South America. It's just right there. There's, like, federal regulations. Like, you can't, like, if you can't buy, you can't take your boat by yourself and go there. You uh, have to be part of, on a like government a, vessel, and they only, like, take you to certain parts of it. Hmm. Well, maybe they don't want like, you to... Yeah, like if you go, like you just went and bought a boat and started sailing that way, they would turn you around. I'd go so far as to say that there's probably something down there, but I don't think it's permanent. They're probably hiding something there. Like oh, an yeah. alien ship or something. Oh, all the above. How are you going to get... What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Without cookie, he just monster. <laughs> Without cookie, he just monster. <laughs> How are you going to get aliens if there's no outer space? Well, that's too, that's like totally. They're, totally not, they're not. Okay. So my hypothesis is they're not aliens. They're just evil spirits. <laughs> what about E.T.? He doesn't seem like such a bad dude. Well, that's what they want you to think. Okay, but why? But E.T. is a movie. Well, so is Independence Day. Yeah. No, I think, like, <clears throat> they're portraying it as, like, aliens are, but they're just, like, evil spirits, and they're, like, what we used to call helpers are, like, a whole that bodiless beings. Okay. Dimensional. Oh, so this brings up another good point. I was... Listening to this presentation of um, a Blackfoot elder, and they slipped in Bigfoot, and the word for Bigfoot, I forget what it is, but that when it translates to English, it's some like a being that can navigate dimensions. Oh, so that was the, the, the translation? From Blackfoot to uh. English. That's what they call Blackfoot. When it translates to English, it's a being that can navigate dimensions. Wow. So what do you... Wow. So I was like, man, that blew my mind. I was like, what? And I wrote it down. So there goes... I mean, there... That answers a lot of questions. I mean, if you have those kind of questions, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, ever found one? Yeah. Bones? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't ever hardly see them, or they just seem to disappear? Yeah. Uh, there's really, I mean, like, I guess people would find, like, a footprint or something every once in a while. And, like, um... Or maybe some hairs. True. And, like, um, I think it's, like, a physical being on, with that translation, so it was, like, one hypothesis I had is, like, it was a, it's a physical being, but it can navigate the seen and unseen world. So, like, it could disappear when it wants to. And going to the unseen world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's like this 
So we live in time and space, right? Yeah. Okay. That's our dimension, time and space. Yeah. But there's the other dimension is space and time. Well, time it's is, like inverted. Time is abstract anyway, and yes. we, and the only reason why you can even we have any sort of idea of it is because we use space terms, right? Yeah, yeah. So like that was too long. That's that implies that there's a space. Yeah. Or you know that um, it will be coming out here in a bit. Like what's a mm-hmm. bit? Yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of best way I can best understand it. If like this being is able to navigate these dimensions, we live in time and space, but it navigates through time and space and space and time. Cause trust me, I've had these conversations with myself in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, for sure. And after reading all this weird, I mean, it's not weird. It's, it's physics, but mm-hmm. it, Man, if you don't really know what's like their lingo and how they think of things, oh yeah, you can get lost pretty quick. But yeah, yeah so like uh, time is abstract or time is an illusion mm-hmm. because, like, say the closer you get to a black hole, the <laughs> the um, <laughs> fast, I think it, time speeds up. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's where like time travel and you see it in all of these space movies, even uh, like the cartoon Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, so if we flew to Mars and came back, we would be a lot younger than the people who stayed here. Yeah. If, uh, if in fact, that that's what we're living in. If, in fact, just, just, okay, in a <laughs> hypothetical situation, if there actually was a Mars. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah no. It's, um, it's really weird stuff, like all that. Yeah, no, it's so, very intriguing. Like, I don't. Like, I don't condemn anybody for believing whatever. I just like to give you hell. I know. But, um, See, <laughs> and I know this. And you know what? It works every time because I'm just like. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you can believe whatever you want. I, everybody can believe whatever they want. I mean, I'm just like, I'm more intrigued. Like, I just like like to learn about this stuff or listen to these things. Like, hmm. Yeah. Stroke my goat here. Stroke the goat. Stroke the goat. And, and I mean, it just takes you on a, like a different kind of journey almost i guess like you know yeah. it's just something to think about like wow because yeah, then like we're brought up to think that everything we figured out everything but it's not the case oh that's not i could oh, that right there i will jump a hundred percent on board with because i know for a fact we do not even know a you just there's so much they don't know like yeah okay in my my world yeah there is an outer space <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so vast, and there's just like they, they say it's empty, but there's something that has to be there. There, there can be a like a void, void. So that's what they call dark matter. Uh huh. And dark, as in like you can't see it. Not like it's like ooh. Oh yeah, you know, get I you. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna get you. The dark matter's gonna get you. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Keep your dark matter over there. You just keep your dark matter to yourself, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, they don't even know what that is. And that's, like, right there. You could just, like, go out to the beginning part of space and you'd be in that area where there's supposedly nothing there. But there has to be. They say there's something there. It's called dark matter. Uh-huh. I don't know. But, like, there's so much more, like, stuff. And, like, they don't even know what's going on. So, to me, if there was a being that was, like, like how do you put it, interdimensional? 
uh, can navigate, navigate dimensions. Okay, yeah, navigate dimensions. Yeah. Then who's to say there aren't because we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. We think we're smart, but we don't know shit. Yeah. No, and like in the flat earth, like, uh, talks, there's like these maps. Like, flat earth isn't just like what they show us as far as the United States or the Americas, the like Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia. That's just like one piece. And there's all these other lands out and about around. So are they all separated by ice walls? Ice walls? Mm hmm. And then each of these lands, like, has their own sun and moon. Localized sun and moon. Okay, so how about this then? But uh, they're so far apart, like, thousands of miles apart. So then rather than, like, okay, one, say... uh, 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 So the theory is they're going to introduce these aliens, but they're actually from one of these other portions. They're just coming the over map. from the neighborhood next door. Yep. Not across the How galaxy. How come they don't... Are they, do they look the same? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I mean, these are just some of the hypotheses. Okay. There's so many out there. Okay, yeah. I'm just... Like, you know me, man. I'm going to question this stuff. Like, I want to know. Yeah. I like, know. So, I remember even, like, my grandmother, who was, like, a devout Pentecostal. Yeah. Whenever, like... I like to watch those UFO shows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And whenever I, it was on and she was around, she's like, oh, turn that off. Those are just demons. Those aren't aliens. And that was the consensus in that. I don't. Demographic. Yeah, because I was just going to say, like, I, I, for some odd reason, when you said that about your grandma, like, mm-hmm. it reminds me of mine for some reason. I don't know if she said it about aliens, but I remember her saying something about, yeah. Like like it's, she said, like, those are demons, meaning they're just evil spirits. <clears throat> yeah, that triggered something like a memory or something like that, like, very familiar. And, like, she never really, ex- she never explained it, but she was, like, she was against it as far as them portraying it as beings from a galaxy far, far away. It was... No, they've been here. They're just evil spirits. Okay. So that's the kind of what I took away from it. I remember when she was, you know, kind of going off on her rant about it, telling us not to watch it. Oh, because they romanticize that image yeah. of those. But then... I was like now thinking about it as an adult, I was like, okay, she had some teachings probably like from her grandparents, her elders when she was a kid saying, if you see these things, don't interact with them, blah, 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 you know. So maybe how about this then? So because that, that, that generation is like they kind of straddled two different worlds, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, they, yeah. they, the old school traditional mm-hmm. uh Buffalo hunting days, and then they actually got to see, like, the invention of the TV and radio and electricity and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, like, they, they jumped in leaps and bounds for them, for that generation. Oh, for sure. So do you think some of their old traditional beliefs carried over to these new things that people were coming up with? And they just kind of blended them? Or do you think they're like, oh, yeah, we knew that a long time ago? Oh, mm-hmm. Once they saw it on TV, like, hey, that looks exactly like this thing that we've been talking about for centuries or however long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I think it is. Um, like, prime example, like, you've watched that new Dracula? Mm, is that the one on the boat? Um, no, it's the one where he, like, turns himself into a vampire to try to save his wife and kids. Because that army, that Persian army's coming. I don't think so. Then he rides amongst, and then he runs in amongst them like a whirlwind. Mm, <clears throat> very secret. Very, very secret, Dracula. But mm. then, like, that's in the Crow culture, like... There's stories, like, how, loosely translated, like, the corralled ones. So, like, these were beings that were, like, basically, like, captured and, like, put in, like, like in a fenced area in the mountains. And they would go get them when they needed them for battle, when they were outnumbered. Oh. They were called, like, the corralled ones. So then they would bring them to the battle... And they would just annihilate the enemy, make them retreat and stuff. And so, how do you? <clears throat> so that when I seen that Dracula, I was like, they're just portraying something that we already knew about, and they're calling it a vampire. Weird. I know. I don't know if that I made that correlation in my head. Or, or, yeah. So then, like, even in the Bible, they talk about the Nephilim, and then when the Nephilim died, they weren't created by God; they were created by man and angels. They had their souls had nowhere to go, so then they just are wandering the earth, and they call them bodiless beings. And in the Crow language, that's what we call spirits. There's a like a category of spirits. That we call Ahuleda, the bodiless beings. And they talk about it in the Bible. Huh. So that's to say that there are, are things that just have existed and we all just have different names for them. No. That makes sense to me. That makes perfect sense to me. And also, like, what, what it kind of makes me think. And like half believe is like there was like some of our people there that witnessed these Nephilim in the Bible. Okay, so <clears throat> you mean there, there, or them here? I don't know. Or both? Both, potentially. Yeah, that's true. Potentially. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, look, like, the history, the history that we have has been written by men, mm-hmm. and it's incomplete. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of uh, you know, to the victor goes the spoils. Kind exactly. of they get to write the, yeah. they get to write the history, mm-hmm. so it's incomplete, and it's probably not very accurate. A lot of it, you think? Because I could ask you, what did you do yesterday, and you could probably give me a pretty good idea, but you won't be able to tell me like like everything action for action. Yep. And we're talking over a millennia here. Like, I don't even know how humans knew or how long they knew how to, like, write or, you know, draw a little picture so they can record stuff. And that's another thing, too. Like, <laughs> how are you going to get, like, an accurate history of a comic book? Mm. Which is, you know, kind of a dinky way to say that's what they were doing. But, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot out there that we don't know. There's a lot of things that yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I don't not gonna sell me on the flat Earth bullshit, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy everything else you're selling. <laughs> no, I ain't selling nothing. I'm just putting this information out there. It's up to you to decide. I hate it when you say that. <laughs> I just hate that. It's up for you to decide. Okay, I decided a long time ago. So stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. How about that? How about your icebreaker? There? <laughs> let's get into that. Okay. All right. So let's see. Sixty-nine unusual icebreaker questions, and let's start. Stop. Let's stop. Huh? What's her name? Was just now talking about. Oh, I'd mess up my words. Well, well. Welcome to the club. We do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. But now, for your listening enjoyment, we'd like to ask you, what holiday tradition do you wish you could do every single day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <Sexy>. can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not say. I'd rather not say. Well, I don't know, Bob. What holiday tradition? So, talk, holidays meaning like Thanksgiving, Christmas, like that? Uh, if there's a native holiday, go ahead. Oh, um, Or a native tradition, like, you know. No. Don't say go to Cope Bear. <laughs> um, Get hickeyed up at Cope Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a pint at Cope Bear. <laughs> Buy a pint and get some hickeys. Baloney. Baloney. No, I think about, no, man, just like, so like around like Christmas time, just all the, the goodies. I would say that, man. I'm, I got that sweet tooth around that time. Um, and then, like, being, like, so, like, there's goodies, and then there's, like, gatherings, like, family gatherings, friend gatherings. Those are always good, like, if we could do that. So I mean, it could, like, without it getting old. Yeah. Like, just gatherings. So that's that kind of extrovert part of me that really enjoys that, like, having some, some get finger food and, and get-together, socializing fun. Yeah. Maybe playing some games. That's, That's cool. always fun. Yeah. We need to have an unspoken words holiday bash. Holiday special. Where we play Pictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and pin the tail on the ante. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all have their own tails. <laughs> 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 Gotta watch out with the ones with no tails. Yeah, those are the hungry ones. She's <laughs> <laughs> got the nubs. <laughs> the nubs. Shoot. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to go down that trail. <laughs> about to say something I started as I was beginning uh, to say okay, it I started okay. regretting it okay. so, shut up uh, do you want me to answer I the just question? shut up <laughs> well, what's the question <laughs> the holiday the holiday one do you want me to answer it or should we move on no you answer oh, too. oh okay <laughs> what holiday tradition do you wish you could do every single day um man I'm kind of a springtime kind of guy uh huh so like yeah yeah. Uh-huh. I'd say 4th of July is always too hot. Oof. But, like, you know, like, something that they do, like, maybe Memorial Day or, um... Labor Day? Uh, no, Labor Day's at the end. 
Yeah. You know, but it basically, like, when they have picnics and, like, go out. Like, say, basically the same thing, only. But it, outside. Outside, yeah. Like, picnics and picnic basket. Yeah. And the picnic basket. And the so, just some kind of social gathering every yeah, day. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, a fun one. I guess all social gathering is pretty fun. Yeah, you can go out and throw some horseshoes and yeah. and do all kinds of stuff like that. And cornhole. Yeah, get a good cornhole in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Okay, okay, okay. What scent would you turn into a candle if you could use any scent? Man. I don't know. Um... Let me see. Strawberry wine. Strawberry <laughs> wine. Uh, I don't know, man. I have no idea. You don't have any. Okay, I'll I'll go then. So, yeah. um, I really like the smell of sweet grass. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And sage, yeah, and cedar, yeah, all that other stuff, yeah. But like the my favorite part about it is uh, the sweet grass. Mm-hmm. And you, but you can't find that. I mean, I guess you can, or like locally. Oh yeah, yeah. So what I did was I went on Amazon and I got like this little bottle of oil and it smells just like sweetgrass. Really? Yeah. Huh. And so instead of dryer sheets, I don't use uh, dryer sheets. I use dryer balls. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I I put balls in my laundry. <laughs> okay. But all keep they going. are all all they are is these little wool balls and they keep them from getting staticky uh-huh. and and. Uh, <laughs> Get that look off your face, man. I can't. Okay, I'm turning this way and I'm talking. You can still hear me. Yeah. So I put balls in my laundry and I put oil on those balls and then it makes your your balls. (laughs) It makes your clothes smell like whatever oil you use. So I use that sweet grass oil. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Very good. I'm glad we got through that. Yep. So, <laughs> so I'm glad we did too. <laughs> How many times are you gonna say balls, man? That's what they are. <laughs> what I mean, what that's what they are. Those little round things. Yeah, the dryer balls. The dryer balls. <laughs> what they are? They're ball. If they were dryer squares, I would have said that. Or dryer cubes. But they're balls. Okay. Dryer spheres. Dryer spe- that. Uh. Okay. Say that ten times. Say that ten times. <laughs> Next question. Hey, you didn't even answer. I don't know, man. It's whatever, man. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I think everything I would say is already a candle. Okay. Yeah. Because if it's anything like sweet, like cookies or cake, I'm sure there's a candle for that. I bet you there's no Snickers candles. Snickerdoodle candle, I see that. Oh, really? I like that. Yeah, that's my go-to cookie during Christmas. So, y'all want to send me some Snickerdoodles this Christmas? Oh, Go yeah, for you, it. You know where to send them. <laughs> I'll take some now, too. Okay. All right. <clears throat> moving on. Moving on. Yeah. There was one that I saw. Oh. Where did it go? Because I'm kind of skipping around. Some of these are dumb. Okay. Now let's do a couple more and we'll jump into the topic. All right, all right, all right. I think oh, our conspiracy theory there was about the half hour. I know. Okay. <laughs> what are you? This is like a virtual meeting one, but we're going to ask it anyway because they can't see us. Okay. So, what are you wearing from the waist down right now? Wrong answer only. Jockey pants. Ah. Uh, uh. you? Potato sack. <laughs> Not one of those burlap ones. I'm talking about them little five. 
pound plastic <laughs> ones. One on each foot, and oh, that's it. No, it's one on the waist, you know, the midsection. <laughs> oh. All right. All right, a couple more. One more. One, one more. more, more, more. Let me find a good one because <laughs> if you could shoot food, if you could shoot one food item out of your eyes, what would it be? One food item out of your eyes. Hot dogs. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's like the only thing. Like that would be legit. Like, <laughs> I would say pie. Oh, okay. Like, would it be little tiny pies or like big full? Well, like, would they be little tiny hot dogs? Or <laughs> <laughs> just, just like a bunch of smokies. <laughs> big ass foot logs. <laughs> 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 I go for those big old footballs. Fucking just <laughs> both sides too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> big old footballs coming out of your eyeballs. Gonna <laughs> make bank at the fair. <laughs> Sitting in the back get your, Hey Jay-Z Get your buns ready <laughs> Shooting them Into those buns <laughs> My goodness <laughs> Oh man Oh that's too much That's too much <laughs> It comes up with a question like that If you could shoot one food Yeah but I go for the little tiny You know the smaller ones Because that might hurt If you try to do a full size pie <laughs> Yeah, I probably just have to go with the Smokies. <laughs> <laughs> Little finger, uh, what do they call them? Uh, well, I can't remember what they call them. But yeah, you know, it'd be better too if we could do like all kinds of pies, like apple yeah. pie and pumpkin pie and magpie. Man, we could go into business. Yeah. Like Smokies and pies, pies on demand. You can have like a food truck. Smoky pies on demand. Smoky pie. Hmm. Hmm. Now I want that power. Now I want that. That's see that could have been like a superpower. Yeah, shoot, man, we'd be rich. <laughs> shoot, <laughs> shoot, put dogs out of my eyes. That just sounds crazy. <laughs> the next time. Because you know, like, we're, you're always going to functions that they ask those kind of questions the next time. What's your superpower? Or what do you, what do you wish your superpower would be? I wish I could shoot foot long hot dogs out of my eyes. Nobody would probably laugh. They're just like, what? What, what, the, what <laughs> the hell? Like, get this guy out of here. Security. Security. We need, oh, we need to come get this guy. That's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, you're just sitting there laughing your ass off, yeah, too. Laughing, too, thinking you're the funniest guy. <laughs> Getting arrested. Like, what? I just want to shoot I just foot longs out of my eyeballs. Can I just shoot foot longs out of my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's too nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I could just see it too. That's weird. I know. That's weird. So, are you? <laughs> uh, now that you're, ah uh, uh, man, I'm warmed up. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. So, so DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Almighty then. We are here in episode 149, Unspoken Words, and we're going to get into this article, but I'll have our favorite Indian get, take it away, introduce it, talk about it, and take it away, favorite Indian, ha <laughs> hey. uh, ho uh, and okay. hey. So, um, yeah, uh, so today we're going to be going over this psychology, this uh, article in psychology today about anxiety. And I know that for some of our longtime listeners, we've talked about this subject in the past, but I don't think we've actually had like the full episode, right? No. Just devoted to anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's, <clears throat> and before we get started too, like I'm, we have to... Start with the uh, obvious disclaimer that we are not mental health. I'm not. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a licensed therapist or anything like that. Oh, no, no. But not, we did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I'm not a doctor. I just like to play one. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that being said, <clears throat> you know, like um, I can start off by saying that I'd say in like 2004, mm-hmm. I went to behavioral health and was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like I used to have like full on like attacks, and it wasn't fun. Like it was, I thought I was gonna die. Like I literally thought I was yeah. going to die. And uh, I think part of it was like I don't know why being agoraphobic, you know, like out of, being afraid of going out in open spaces. Uh huh. And so I can, I mean, I still kind of feel that. But anyway, you know. This uh, anxiety thing pops up every once in a while here now and again because, like those full on those full on panic or anxiety attacks I used to have, they just kind of tapered off. And I do know that well, obviously, if you're drinking all the time, that's not going to help, right? Oh no, no, no. So I mean, everybody's been like just have those real raw nerves when you're hungover and Ugh. stuff. It's like it makes me want to puke right now. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. But anyway, so. Um, I'll just get into this, jump right into this uh, article, and it says, Anxiety is both a mental and physical state of negative expectation. Mm. Mentally, it is characterized by increased arousal and apprehension, tortured into distressing worry, and physically by unpleasant activation of multiple body systems, all to facilitate response to an unknown danger, whether real or imagined. The cognitive feelings of dread in anticipation of some bad outcome and physical sensations such as jitteriness, our racing heart, are designed for discomfort. Anxiety is meant to capture attention and stimulate you to make necessary changes to protect what you care about. Occasional bouts of anxiety are natural and can even be productive. Anxiety can be considered the price we humans pay for having to the ability to imagine the future. So, <clears throat> essentially, it's built in, it's hardwired, it's supposed to be there to protect us. Yeah. Um, to kind of like, you know, if you're, walk, say you're walking around in the, fo- and this this is a primitive brain too, you got to remember, right? This is not 2023 brain. Oh, yeah. So, this is like back in the caveman days and you're walking around out in the yeah. wild country. Teepee days. Out, even before that. The, but I mean, we needed it back then. Too. Yeah. But you know, like, so you you're trying to predict like what you're what's out there. Yeah. But when anxiety becomes a disorder, 
Persistent, pervasive, and or outsized anxiety can disrupt daily life, whether at school, work, or with friends. The mark of an anxiety, the mark of an anxiety disorder. Nearly one, one okay, and this one surprised me. Nearly one third of adults in the U.S. will grapple with out of control anxiety at some point in their life. One third. What, what say you on that little nugget? I think it's very true. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I totally concur with that. As far as you know. I see it where some people won't like just step out of their comfort zone for fear of whatever. Yeah, and but but I mean now when I thought about it like one third that's one in three people. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah. When you think about it, I mean that is a lot of people out there with anxiety. like okay, and it says out of control anxiety. That's like that full blown like what I went through back in the day. Mm-hmm. Just can't even like you can't even get a grip, dude. Yeah. Like, have you ever had an anxiety attack like that? Oh yeah. Oh okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering because that. I mean, that's why I believe it because like I didn't even know like I I was having anxiety attacks when I was a kid until I had one when I was an adult in my addiction, and I went to the doctor and like told him what happened. I thought I was like DTN or something. Like, oh, you had an anxiety attack. I was like, what? The, yeah, and then, like, that's what that was. And, and that's what I was, that's what was happening to me when I was a kid. I yeah. didn't know. <clears throat> See, and, and um, like, I remember when I, I, I had, to, I went to uh, the hospital one time mm. with an anxiety attack, and the people there were less than sympathetic because <laughs> mm. they were like, oh, it's just an anxiety attack. Well, yeah, but I felt like I was about to die. Yeah. And, like, they just, well, we can give you this pill, and I actually, I think I just walked out of there and just went and like probably self medicated. I think at the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, they were less than you know sympathetic to my current uh, condition. <clears throat> anyway, it is neither possible nor desirable to eliminate anxiety entirely, as it plays a crucial role in keeping us alert and alive. Treatment is geared to keeping anxiety at manageable levels. Anxiety can be treated successfully using therapy, medication, or both. Lifestyle measures such as regular exercise and deep breathing are also extremely important in controlling anxiety. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to stop there and <clears throat> tell me what you're thinking? Yeah, for sure. So, like, <clears throat> anxiety is um, something I battle with. Um, and it's kind of like you're always talking about, like, the subconscious. Yeah. And that's where, for me, and like a lot of it is, um, <clears throat> to the point where I'm stressed and worried about something, and I just like it's like below surface level. I I know it's something; it's a concern or whatever, but it, if I don't like bring it to my conscious, then and deal with it. And it just sits there in my unconscious and like, <clears throat> um, and it gives me an anxiety attack down the road. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, so like, so you, I don't you, know what it was. Like I went to Missoula. I mean, I went to Flathead, did that conference, um, a few months ago, but on the way back <clears throat> driving, I started having an anxiety attack and I knew it was, and I was like, just doing modulated breathing and listening to like, positive music and hoping it would go away 
So, but I drove from Missoula all the way to Belgrade with like an active anxiety attack happening. Yeah, that's not fun, especially when you're driving because I've had that happen. And I was like, I felt like I needed to drive. I felt like I needed to be driving for whatever reason. Even though my brother was with me and he's fully capable of driving, when I by before I even got to Belgrade, there's this exit and I took it and I pulled off and I went off on a side road for a little bit and I just parked and I looked at him and I said I'm having an anxiety attack and he said oh shit for real and I said yeah I said can you drive and he said oh yeah I can drive and then we just switched spots and like I fell asleep I slept from Belgrade all the way to Bellings like just out just drained yeah cause and, I, but I don't know what it was like what the cause <clears throat> of it was yeah and see, and like, man, I can totally relate to that too because, so, I mean, having, you know, we, we know what the, what it feels like, right? And that, yeah. that, that state that we're in. So I was driving for like three hours. <laughs> well, like that. Like two and a half hours. Well, before you ever even decided to pull over. And yeah, in an active, that. like, anxiety attack. Wow, that's crazy. Because I've done that. Like, I've, I've been driving. Wow. And then I noticed, like, you know, back in the day too, like around this time when I was telling you when I went and actually they gave me medication for it. Yeah. But around that time, I, I noticed I had like a hard time going outside. Yeah. And if I did, I got in the car, I would have to sit in the back. If I was driving, then it would, for some odd reason, it would kick in. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it was either. I don't know what it is about driving. Yeah. And I, I would be sitting there and man, I would just pull over and say, hey, you're going to have to drive. Like, I wouldn't even. Yeah. There's just like, there's just like a. Something mentally, you're like, okay, I'm not doing this. And, like, I can't do this. Yeah. There's, like, nothing in you that will make you go any further. Even though you can perfectly, like, go and drive. But there's just, like, that. I don't know exactly what you mean. There's just, like, for me, it was, like, an overwhelming fear. Like Yeah, and you don't even know what. Yeah. So not really even knowing that that cause. And I I get that, too, because there's times, like... um, like for me, like okay, so anxiety is like a a perception, right? We that's what like it said. We look in, we look toward we're future tripping is what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. We're trying to put things in the future and say, oh, this is what's going to happen. And I get that part of it that will cause anxiety. But there are other times, you know, and then that feeling, that physical feeling. Yeah. So there are other times, like if I drink too much caffeine or had too much nicotine, yeah. mm-hmm. then I feel the physical thing first. Yeah. Then my brain just automatically goes, okay, this is why. Yeah. So it likes to, it just tries to plug those things in. And then I start, you know, doomsday <laughs> yeah. about everything, like mm. just anything and everything. And it just, oh man, it gets so black and I don't like it. Then you get all tense and then like you're just wired to the point of, like you said, when you, when it, when you finally come off of that. It's like you're just exhausted because your body is so tense and it's just like fight or flight. Boom. Yeah. Like, man, it, and it's just a horrible way to to be because for the longest time it just felt like there was no out. Yeah. Like, how do I stop this? I know. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, it's, and for me, for the longest time, it was always, of course, just self-medicate. Yeah. But at some point that wears off and then here it comes again. Mm-hmm. And so, man, it was just like this vicious cycle just going around in this anxiety circle. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, definitely can relate to that driving thing. 
Uh, so why anxiety is on the rise, I guess we'll run through this real quick. Anxiety is now the leading mental health problem around the world, and the incidence of anxiety is still rising, especially among youth. Increasing numbers of children and adolescents are being diagnosed with the disorder. One often cited reason for the general rise in anxiety is the burden of certainty, uncertainty in almost every domain of modern life. Uh, yeah, in a response to an array of economic and cultural shifts, uncertainty, uncertainty <clears throat> excuse me, uncertainty doesn't doesn't cause anxiety, but it provides breeding grounds for it. Two important factors contributing to anxiety among the younger parenting practices that overprotect children and the rise of social media. Technology provides new opportunities for connecting people, but it also leads to new experience of negative social comparison and new pathways for social exclusion. Mm-hmm. And you got any thoughts on those little couple points? Yeah, no, I could see definitely as far as like the social media goes, I'm always um, like I allow like my oldest son to be on social media and stuff, but I'm always in his ear about doing positive affirmations. I'm making him know that what mainstream society is spewing out there as far as image and look and what you need to have is not real. It's not something to shoot for and to alleviate any of those frustrations of that culture of mainstream society, what that image is out there is I have him do like um, grateful lists, thankful lists. And then bringing it back to me, myself, like after I had that <clears throat> most recent anxiety attack, um, I realized one thing was that I wasn't doing like the, the grounding and all that kind of stuff. So I've been actively grounding myself like every week at least. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I get the 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 social media part of it because man, a lot of that's really toxic. Yeah, like I mean, if if you're on there for the right reasons, like if you can utilize it to stay in touch with family and friends and stuff. I mean, that's what it was created for. But of course, you know, there's always those bad actors, and it seems like those guys. And then, of course, that kind of goes hand in hand with the other thing too, is like all the uncertainty in the world. Yeah. Like, when I turn on the news and I see nothing but bad news. Yeah. Like, just horrible shit. Ah, all the time. Like, and I hate... And, and okay, um, I was reading this thing on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And empathetic... Or people with high emotional intelligence, their empathy gets them in trouble sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because they take on other people's shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And it goes back to that, that old... Uh, thing we were always talking about okay so if i can unload my rock i give it to you but then what if i don't put it down what if i'm carrying that around yeah like i like empathy can get people in trouble and i think that's what it that's part of my problem um especially you know like uh like if you're watching say the news and you see these horrible things happening to these people who don't I mean, we live in a, the world is a small place right yeah nowadays especially with social media now that we're talking about it but mm-hmm. I mean, when bad things happen, it just like it just has an effect on you, and that's all it is. It seems like that's all it is, and then maybe two minutes of a good story at the end. Yeah, um, you hardly ever see positive things, and it's just a bunch of. Ugh. Yeah, and I think like for me personally, like I take too much of that on, and I can't get rid of it. Yeah, and I think that's my, that's a source of anxiety. 
it's the source of my overthinking. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, that, that I was telling you that somebody told me that creative minds have a hard time with it because, you know, they can, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody has the ability to take it to another level. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I, I can't compare, you know, my my conspiracy theories to anybody else's, but. Yeah. I know I know mine can get pretty dark and pretty vivid pretty quick. Oh man, real fast. And just stay there. Yep. And I've seen your mind. <laughs> just kidding. And I didn't like it. <laughs> so, no, I mean I totally agree with like especially like the news. Like I like to watch the local news that plays all the way in the morning all the way until like seven AM and then the <clears throat> uh then the national news comes on, the national morning shows today. Good Morning America, whatever channel I'm on that day. Um, but right away, it's just like, like you said, it's just like all this devastation, all this shoot, the latest shooting, the latest natural disaster. And they're just like on that for like the first 10 minutes. And I'm just like, Ugh. like, do I even want to watch this? And I always just flip the channel to like ESPN where they're just talking about sports. Yeah. You know, I do that. Um <clears throat> But I like watching local news just to see what's happening here, the weather, um, those type of things. And that's not so dark. But when, once it gets to the national news, man, it's all doom and gloom lately. I mean, all the time, basically. All the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it doesn't matter which, because, you know, everybody says there's two different sides to the news yeah. nowadays, oh, yeah. depending on which side of that coin you're going to. Be on, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter which one of those because I I noticed that I'm sitting there with people watching one channel, it's all that doom and gloom, and then sitting there people who watch the other channel, it's all doom and gloom. Yeah, it's like they just spin it that way. Yeah, and I don't I don't know, man. I'm just so over that shit. Like God. Yeah, even like during tell the me, tell me something good. Yeah, like <clears throat> show us the squirrel that jet skis. Yeah, yeah, Let's go back skateboarding to bulldog. Yeah, 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 like during the pandemic, I've shared it on here on the podcast before. Like, <clears throat> I was so glued to the TV, like in the initial stages, like the initial weeks of the pandemic. Like, I was making everybody hand sanitize their hands, like all the time, making sure they're washing their hands. And we weren't even leaving the house. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. And at which point, when I realized that, I could watch in the news. I didn't watch the news for, like, the national news. I didn't watch the national news like CNN and MSNBC, Today Show, whatever. I didn't watch any of that for almost a year. That, that's a good point, though, I mean, because that's just <clears throat> that's such a recent event that, you know, that whole thing messed a lot of people up. Yeah. Like, in so many different ways, because... It's like we've seen, uh, like, okay, so we've probably you probably watched like the outbreak and all these other crazy movies, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, that kind of had that that scenario in them, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, we're like living in the middle of something similar, and people are, you know, seriously affected by it. So everybody goes on lockdown. Yeah, you know, you can't even go see your, you know, there was. Husbands couldn't go see their wives, you know, and stuff and like that. So couldn't even go see your auntie. Couldn't go see the, your favorite auntie. <laughs> you had to go see your not so favorite auntie. <laughs> she'll do in a pinch. 
she still makes pretty good fry bread. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What is he talking about? Oh, the pandemic. Anyway, so yeah, I mean that 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 recent event like and it's just a couple it seems like a long time ago, yeah. but it actually wasn't, right? It's no. only a couple of years ago. But that one really messed a lot of people up too and probably, you know, um brought a lot of these these types of uh conditions to the surface even, you know, like yeah. I guess the word would be exacerbated, made them worse. Yeah. Or highlighted them or something. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely something to consider. And, of course, you know, like, if you're not actively um, addressing these issues, I don't know that they would just go away. Yeah. Like I said, I, I can't speak because I don't know mm-hmm. the... the uh, I mean, well, we're going to talk about the treatment here in a second, but like, I don't think, I don't know that they would just disappear. Yep. So how to recognize the signs of anxiety. Anxiety declares itself not just with endless loops of worry in the mind, but with heart pounding discomfort in the body from general jumpiness and trembling to ringing in the ears and shortness of breath. The body symptoms of anxiety can be highly misleading. Not only are they often misinterpreted as signs of a heart attack, an impending doom, a cardinal feature of panic attacks, but they often lead to odysseys of medical misdiagnosis. Physical symptoms may be assumed to be the result of physical causes, and in a misdirected search for them, the true source of the problem can continue un- undiscovered and unaddressed. So how to treat anxiety. Anxiety disorders can often be addressed successfully with psychotherapy, alone or in combination with medication and with lifestyle shifts. Cognitive behavioral therapy tailored to an individual's specific anxieties is one of the most effective options. Patients learn to challenge distorted thought patterns that create so much distress. 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 You're real distressing. You're real distress. <laughs> Exposure therapy in which patients are safely and gradually exposed to their fears so they no longer avoid them is an essential part of most behavioral treatments for anxiety. Medication is often used to help patients control symptoms enough to focus on talk therapy. Lifestyle changes play an important role in the long term. Management of anxiety, exercising, deep breathing, and programs of meditation all target very specific facets of the disorder. So we kind of rushed through that because... I mean, I did because yeah. I just wanted to say that, yes, at one point I did do the medication. I was in the the, the therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. And while I was actively doing that, it was working. Yeah. But at some point I stopped. I mean, I, I, yeah. what, I, mean, I know probably what the reason was because I was in my active addiction and, you know, I had better things to do than go to therapy, like, you know, drink. Yeah. Like, I mean, was there a thought where you're like, Okay, I got this figured out. I'm gonna go drink now. Well, I, yeah, it's got it. Yeah, it had to have been because I think it might have been more along the lines of, "Oh, okay, that's cured." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, she. I went to behavioral health. That lady did her job. I'm I good. Took these meds. I took these meds. I'm good. Like, I haven't had an anxiety attack for a while, and then you go on and and I do know that um, after a while, starting to use drugs like meth mm-hmm. like dude like that was just the worst oh i bet like the, just man i would be freaking out yeah just freaking then i would 
drink alcohol to kind of temper that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't help. And yeah. I, what I think, and, I, and again, this is my own hypothesis here, but what I think is like, you know, I'm always talking about the, the neuroscience of things and the way the brain works. Yeah. Those neural pathways. I think what that does, I know for a fact, like, you know, if you see somebody who, even when, or even if they've been off meth for a couple of years and they still have a little bit of a tick, Twitch, yeah. Yeah, a tick or whatever, is those neural pathways, they, they kept doing that when they were high and it just strengthened them so much that it's automatic right now. Yeah. It just fires. It just fires because it, it was all that time. Yeah. And I think, and I'm just guessing here, that I think that might have something to do with that right now. Yeah. These days, because, like, I was such in a, a, a uh, that doom or um, doomsday state or however they put it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that might have something to do with, like, they just made those neural pathways kind of that much more susceptible to be firing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, um, as, as far as like treating, like the one thing I do know is that, you know, the mindfulness meditation, mm-hmm. especially the guided stuff, like there's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you, if, if, if you're into meditation and to the point where you don't need the actual somebody to kind of talking softly in the background, yeah, like that's great. But there are like, you can look on YouTube and find um, just search for it. Yeah. You can find uh, meditations geared toward for, you know, just to anxiety mm-hmm. or stress. Yeah. Or that kind of thing. And, you know, listening to those, those guided ones, because having some, it's almost like having that voice, listening to that voice, like they're leading you through rather than, it's almost like if I try to do it by my, that particular type of meditation, if I try to do it by myself, it's like I don't have any direction. So my mind is just going to be yeah, scattered yeah. around anyway. Yeah, one thing, one of the, no, I totally get that. So, like, one of the meditations I like to do periodically is just, like, I start out with the modulated breathing, get that going, get that flowing, and then, so, like, what I was, like, I remember in treatment, they took us through this guided meditation, and they're like, okay, see your thoughts as, like, television screens. So, like, your thoughts are boom, booming, and they're just going by, you're just watching them. Boom, boom. And they're just going by. And, like, you don't have to, like, pay attention to that. Just watch them go by. Yeah. So whatever the thought is, just let them go. And then they then they started into that, okay, now your stresses, your frustrations, like, boom, boom. Just, they're going and they're gone. They're going out of sight. And I, was just like, I mean, that's the way I envisioned it. They were coming from the sides. I don't know how other, maybe other people were visioning it going in front of them. Yeah, from, was it left to right? Yeah. Like, I was visioning them from coming, like, from behind me and just, like, going off in front of me and, like, disappearing. Yeah, I mean, everybody's vision, visual is different. Yeah. And I remember when I first um, heard that, yeah, like, basically, uh, one way I heard was clouds drifting in front of you and these pictures and whatever. But I kind of, like, at first it didn't really grasp it, and then I thought, like, Okay, remember those old school merry-go-rounds on the, on the playground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be like freaking 20 Indian kids on there, and that <laughs> yeah. thing would just be hauling. Like, I'm surprised most of us aren't crippled right now. For real. Like, that thing was just dangerous. But, you know, you'd just be spinning around, spinning around, and, and then, like... Everybody started flying off. Well, you, I mean, you're, 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 <laughs> say you're not on there yet, yeah. right? And you're just it's just hauling ass, and you're just standing there, and you keep watching these bars and these kids go by, by, yeah. by. 
And that's one thing. Like, I think that's what you're talking about. Just let them go by. Let them go by. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Watch. But as soon as you stick your hand out and try to grab that oh, bar, yeah. bro, you're going for a ride. Oh, yeah. So and I, that's how I put it in my mind. And okay. It, and so I was like, okay. So, yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as I yeah. stuck my hand out and tried to grab one of them bars, I'm... Oh man! Shit with her. <laughs> You're going for a if ride. you held on, if you, if you were able to hold on, but yeah, so that's how I kind of thought about it. And okay, I'm like, okay, so that's what that is, and yeah, I get that because I I got the same thing. Like, yeah, you just let them go by, and you just don't latch onto any of them, and eventually you get to the point where like you're so good at it, like you won't even really um, notice it. Yeah, and there, I think there's not that effort. Yeah, and it really helps you what it. So I would envision like these things, these thoughts, like giving them to my higher power to Akbaratia. Like they're going to Akbaratia, they're not mine anymore. Boom, boom, boom. And like what I found is like when I'm actively like doing that, doing this meditation, this prayer, um, if I'm doing it often, it really keeps me in a state of responding to like whatever's happening. Yeah. You know, I don't have to react to anything. It's like, okay. I'm, I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to think about that and then give my response or not give any response. It's like, okay, that happened. Huh. Yeah. And do you, and, and you, you think that has to do with the fact that that's kind of the the state of flow that you're in? I think so. So yeah. whereas if it was the opposite and you were anxious and then that's the state of flow that you're in, so then you just automatically react. Yeah. So that makes sense, Yeah. And I think that makes sense too. Yeah. So if you're not actively being proactive with meditation, grounding yourself and stuff, then you're going to be in a highly reactive state. State. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. And then, Mm -hmm. so, and the other thing, like, as far as, um, like immediate relief too, is like, I I wanted to talk about the vagus nerve. Okay. And so the vagus nerve is just, oh man, I had it. Wait a minute. I still might too. Right, go ahead, look for that. I still got it. Yeah, so it's like really good to like, um, yeah, just these things to combat it. And whenever like I start slipping, getting complacent with being proactive with the grounding, one thing I really like to do is like just sit outside and just fill the earth. Yeah. And not even talk, nothing, just... Just breathe in the fresh air and just fill the earth. And whenever I'm able to do that often, like once a week at least, man, I'm in a highly like respond. I can stay in that responding state of mind. Yeah. And we, we talked about this before. Remember yeah. about taking off your moccasins? Oh, take off your moccasins. Wiggle your piggy toes in the grass. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's that connectedness, that groundedness. And there's really not a lot of opportunity to do that in this setting, this urban setting. Oh, no. Whereas, you know, we, we both go back to our parents' house. Oh, yeah, we're out. Out in, uh, up the road like that. I, like, I, I'll even do it at my house in the yard. Yeah, there because there's a little, like, yard behind our apartment place, too. So, yeah. I mean, every once in a while I'll go out there. I haven't been for a while. Maybe I should. That's that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good, uh, it's a good idea. But anyway, I picked, pulled up this um, vagus nerve, also known as the 10th cranial nerve. Cranial nerve X, or simply CNX, is a cranial nerve that carries sensory fibers that create a pathway that interfaces with the parasympathetic control of the heart, lungs, and digestive tract. 
Uh, so not to get too technical, we'll skip ahead and say that. So it's this nerve that kind of goes from like the base of your 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 skull here, and then kind of goes all the way down into your viscera, as uh-huh. it were, your guts. Okay. So it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it mingles with your guts mm-hmm. too, and it is the part that um counteracts the. Sympathetic. So the fight or flight is sympathetic, and the rest and digest is the parasympathetic. So what you want to so what you want to do is stimulate that vagus nerve, and um, there was a couple of different uh, things that I was that that I picked up while I was researching this, yeah. and and one of them is like a. Um, like a pressure point, or not pressure point, but it's just like this point, like in the inside of your ear. Uh-huh. So, okay, you see the, the top fold right here at the very top? Yep. And there's that one right underneath it? Mm-hmm. If you can stick your finger in there and just move that skin around, you don't have to massage it. It's not really a massage. Yeah. All you want to do is basically move the surface of that skin around. Yeah. And what that's telling your your your, uh, your vagus nerve is that it's not tense. Okay, this part of my body is not tense. It can move. Okay. And you can do that with both sides. Okay. And that's one technique. Another one is that, remember that little lump that's right behind your ear? Yeah. So you can push it up and hold it there. Uh-huh. I'm doing and, it now. And, yeah. yeah. And then you can push it down and hold it there. And then you push it back out, like towards the back of your head. And hmm. it's the same It's the same thing. It's, you're not really massaging it. You're just moving that skin around to let your body know that, hey, this can move. It's not tense. So that means you're okay. Like it's a, it's like a hack. Yeah. Like it's t- it's telling your that vagus nerve that you're okay. So it, so then it'll kick in. And um, <laughs> the reason why I brought up when we were sitting here earlier, waiting to record about bear down. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's one thing. Okay, so apparently bear down is like when you're tightening your your uh, core mm-hmm. as if you were about to take shit. <laughs> yeah. Like you're trying to push out that. So you breathe in for five seconds. And then you bear down. Okay. And let it out. And what that does is forces that vagus nerve to the back of your abdomen, I think. I don't know. It does something in there mm-hmm. to where it, it like it triggers it to say, okay, now uh, it's okay to go ahead and kick in that uh, relaxing resp- uh, response. Mm-hmm. So that was one. Okay. I mean, another one. And then another one, too, was I thought was really interesting. Was okay. I'm gonna take my headphones off, but okay. So you're sitting up straight, and you grab, you know, just put your hand on top of your head, yeah, like that, and then you pull it. You just you don't have to like strain yourself. You just hold it so that it's not moving. Yeah, and then you look up. So if I'm pulling my head to the left, I'm looking up to the right. And 30 seconds is the minimum they said. And you can go as long as you want, and eventually you might feel like a, like your body just kind of, yeah, like that. So, and then huh. you you can do it from the other side. And um, the crazy thing is, is when I seen the lady do it, she said one way before you do that, one way to test it is to look one way and then look the other, and like one way should be a little bit harder to do. Like oh, okay. You can, you can feel that tension looking one way and then looking the other. If you're tense, if you're not, then you're not. You're not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But after you do it, then try it again, and then man, I did that, and yeah. I was like, wow, that like it went away. 
Yeah. Just that weird little, like, holding your head to the side and looking up like that. Mm-hmm. Just that. Yeah. You, like, reset it. Wow. And, of course, like you already mentioned, and the last one I guess we can talk about real quick is uh, what you mentioned earlier was your modulated breathing or breathing exercises. There's yep. a lot of different names for them. Yeah. Um, one is the box breathing. Mm-hmm. Four. You count to four, inhale, hold it for four, count to four on the exhale, hold it for four, and then repeat it in for four, yep. out for four. Yep. Um, and another one is uh, a, a modified box. Mm. So where when you're breathing out, you go six. Mm. So you're breathing out longer than you're inhaling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one I do. And then, yeah, and then you hold it for two, and then you inhale again. Okay. So what the thing is is that if um, – how did she put it? Like, if you're scared, you're going to go, <gasps> yeah. you're going to breathe in. Yeah. But when you're relaxed, you sigh. You're like, <sighs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So breathing out, that act of breathing out mm-hmm. tells your, that, that vagus nerve and your, your, your parasympathetic, that's, that it's okay. Yeah. So if you're breathing out longer than you're breathing in, is mm-hmm. the, I think is the, the trick there. Yep. That, that should help. Yeah, what I the main one I use when it comes to modulate breathing is I'll breathe in for like um, I'll breathe in for like two or three seconds, just depending on like how anxious I'm feeling. I'll breathe in for like so if I breathe in for three seconds, I hold it for a second, and then I exhale for six, and then or if I breathe in for two, I hold it for a second, and I exhale for four. Yeah. And I'll do that. And even just doing that for like a minute, like early on in recovery, I did it when I, I, man, I would get so pissed. Man, so freaking pissed. I mean, you see me pissed. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. <laughs> like that first couple of years of recovery, man, I felt like the Hulk was just beneath the surface, ready to <laughs> yeah. come out and tear shit up. And um, so I had to, I did a lot of modulated breathing. But even like, Man, just 30 seconds, one minute of modulated breathing when you're pissed, man, you just feel yourself relaxing. You just feel yourself chilling out. And it's just like, just keep going for another minute or two of that modulated breathing. And then, man, after a couple minutes of modulated breathing, when I was so, like, you know, rage, a couple minutes later of modulated breathing, man, I was just chill. Just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not so bad. And then I was like, okay. And then with the knowledge, anger is a secondary emotion. What am I really feeling here? And it's like, okay, that Kala said this to me, and she pissed me off or hurt my feelings. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I got to deal with these hurt feelings. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> that's one that's one area that where I really utilize modulated breathing is there. And... It's something you got to, like, a, like what we're talking about here, like proactive. We got to be actively doing these things weekly. If I mean, daily, if weekly, it's got to be in our repertoire. Exactly. Because exactly. when we need it, when we have that, if we're tense, if we're feeling that anxiety, if we're feeling angry, then we're like, okay, I know what I need to do. And we can do it. It's not like having that knowledge and never using it until we need it. Then it, it, oftentimes it doesn't work. Yeah, or it, like for me early on, um, I noticed that it wasn't working fast enough. 
Yeah, so then you're like, this ain't working. Yeah, yeah. this doesn't work. This is stupid, blah, blah, blah. But, yes. But, yeah, like you said, like, if you're um, constantly practicing it and doing that, and then it's just that skill that you develop, right? Yeah. It's almost like um, they make Navy SEALs do that, the box breathing. Mm. And, they, you know, they go through some pretty crazy situations. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but they have to practice it often. And I know, I mean, this and this is this this kind of stuff is knowledge that people have had for millions of years. I'm, oh yeah. Well, you know, maybe not millions, but thousands. Yeah. But um. No, I mean, we like we figured it out a long time ago. As people, like you said, and I think our ancestors had all these things. I mean, why else? I mean. Like, they're constantly having to fight for their lives, so they had to have some healthy coping skills. They weren't, like, just toxic people running around. Just all tense and... Tense and savagery. Savages. And you want to live like savages? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and, and I bet you, like, they they probably had their own techniques, too. Yeah. Like, because I think a lot of stuff we, we get from with these... Some of these techniques are probably, you know, farther east. Yeah. Because, um, like, one of the best ways, like, to help with anxiety, like one of the remedies is like singing. But yeah. what, what is singing? Like it's you're taking a deep breath and you're exhaling very, very slowly. And that's just modulated breathing. And if you look at the warrior societies, the plains tribes, um, before they left for a war party, they sang their songs. Before they went into battle, they sang their songs. What is all that? And that's calming their nerves. And and, and uh, even humming. Yeah. So, like, if you activate your vocal cords on your that breath, that I remember I was talking about breathing out. Yeah. If you're activating those, it stimulates that, the very base of that nerve that I was talking about. Yeah. So, humming, singing. Um, oh, and, of course, humor and laughter. Yeah. Like, you find things to laugh at. Mm-hmm. And there's like so many other things that I picked up. Like I don't know if we're, if we're gonna have time to really go through it, but like my 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 biggest thing with this uh, with bringing up this topic and you know de- devoting a whole episode to it was a to kind of bring light to it and say yeah, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people out there that do, that suffer from this. Oh, for whether sure. it's like that full on out of control. Oh my god, I'm about to die kind of thing. Yeah, or even if it's that slight, you know, I mean, I don't know if anybody has slight stress anymore. I don't even know if that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, there's a lot of people that experience it, and so you know, to say that oh, I'm the only one, you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we we have a tendency to do that. We oh, have a tendency jump. to say, well, you know what, you're not going to understand, or you're going to think I'm crazy, or you know, whatever. But that's not the case, you know. Just like anything else, we bring it into the light, we see it for what it is, and then we're able to address it. Yeah. And I also wanted to, you know, throw out a few of those, um, uh, I'm not going to say cures, but those things that we can do to kind of alleviate that. Yeah, some healthy coping skills. Some healthy coping skills, some little tricks of the, some, some little mind hacks and stuff that they have. Yeah, some tools you can put in a toolbox. Yeah, and just to bring those to light, and you can do exactly like what I did, is I just went online and I just just searched for it. Yeah, and just like anything else that I do, like one door would open another, and then I would mm-hmm. just man, boom, boom, boom. I, there was so much other stuff in there, and um, you know, but like you said, it's one it's one of those things that we we have to practice, we have to um, you know keep doing so that 
we're not faced with the situation to where, okay, I'm already like this. Now what? Yeah. No. Okay. I feel myself starting to get that way. Now I know what to do. Yeah, exactly. And, um, obviously, uh, like I said, not a, not a licensed therapist or anything like that. If you need to talk to somebody, you need to go and, um, uh, maybe get on medication, whatever, you know, that might be the, an, another option for you. Mm-hmm. But, to sit there and live with it and think that there's nothing you can do is that's out of the question. Yeah, for sure. And I think like anxiety is a, is a mother father. Yeah. Um, and there's some people that are debilitated by it, you know, as far as even to like OCD stuff, the clean, cleanliness, cleanliness yeah. stuff, you know, they got to wash their hands three times before they can leave the bathroom or they got to touch the doorknob five times before they can open it, you know, and, or constantly going to see if the door is locked. Yeah, and that's all anxiety. And, you know, and, and it just really messes with your head. Uh, oh, get plenty of rest. Do your best to get plenty of rest. Try to eat. Oh, okay, yeah. On that note, um, so I was in active addiction. And, man, I was having anxiety, like real terrible anxiety attacks. And this is the first time I was I realized I was having anxiety attacks. I thought I was, like, DTing out. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah. And so they... I asked I asked them to take me to the emergency room. I went to the emergency room here in Bellings, and I told the nurse, and she was like, "Wow, I don't think you're having DTs, but I think you're having anxiety attack. Would you like to talk to a shrink?" And I said, "Yes, please." And so I was in the ER for a few hours, and then the shrink came. Um, actually, they took me late, like eight, nine, and they let me sleep all night. And then the shrink came in the morning, like a psychiatrist. And I remember she came in and then she was like, so what's happening? And she was asking about my drinking and stuff. And she was like, okay, so I think I know what's happening with you. You're drinking so much every night that you're passing out and you're not going to sleep. You're just passed out from all the alcohol you've consumed. Your body had too much. So you're passed out all night. And you're not going into REM sleep. And she said, REM sleep is where your body produces serotonin. And serotonin is your body's way of dealing with anxiety. Mm. And she said, so you've spent this whole summer drinking the way you have. And you haven't had one good night's sleep all summer long. So your body's depleted of serotonin. And that's why you're having these anxiety attacks. And I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because, like, I do know there's a difference between falling asleep and passing out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then even then, too, like, even if you didn't quote-unquote pass out, like, even if you did go under a little bit that under the influence, like, that rest is not very restful. No. No, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 a good that's a good point. I mean, that's a good fact to throw in there because that you know we're not getting that REM sleep. Yeah. And then so ever since then, like I've been like that was my goal early on in recovery was to have dreams, <laughs> get to that REM sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I I know like they have a thing called sleep debt. And this doesn't matter if you're using or drinking or whatever, but if you're, like, one of those people that's always on the go and you're only getting so many hours of sleep a night, mm-hmm. 
uh, eventually, you know, your body's keep your body's keeping track of that. Oh, for sure. And so at a, there's going to be a point where like, okay, that enough is enough. When you fall asleep, <laughs> we're going to stay asleep until we caught up. Yeah. So you got that sleep net. Yeah. And um, it, it it'll catch up. I mean, not catch up to you. Like I don't want to put it like that, but it it's gonna you it, know want it back. It adds up. Yeah, it adds up. No, it happens to me where. <clears throat> Like, I'm on the go, and especially, like, during the winter season, fall season, it's basketball season. So we're going, 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 going. And, like, my only alone time is, like, from 10 until midnight. So I'll watch my shows or I'll read my articles and I'll do my stuff then. But then I'm up at 5 in the morning. You know what I mean? And do it all So again. then usually, like, once a month or a couple nights a month, man, at 8.30, I'm and there's I can't even stay awake and I'll fall and I'll go to bed at like eight, eight thirty one night and sleep all the way till like seven AM the next day. Like eleven hours just like straight. And I'll do that like for a couple days and then and I'm back at it where I'm up till midnight and getting up at five. Yeah, because your body said you owe me that. Yep. You owe me a couple hours here. So there's that. Um oh and yawning. Like if you or just even that, whatever gets you to exhale, I think is the most important thing. Is um, there's even okay? So let me throw this in there real quick. Uh, there was even this guy; he would breathe in for five seconds and then exhale until you couldn't do it anymore. Mm. So there was no air left. Yeah, and then you hold it. You hold it until you know. Cause, and there's going to be a point where you go. <laughs> yeah, you exhale. Are you? You uh, inhale again, you mm-hmm. know, so you, your body will let you know when it's time, and then you just do it for five seconds, and then you do it again. Mm. So you just blow everything out as long as you can, and slowly, not like, <gasps> like you know, and like force. Yeah, then you're gonna <laughs> hyperventilate and pass out. But, <laughs> so you know, it's got to be controlled. Um, I definitely recommend going on and watching some of the videos, reading some of those articles on how you you yourself can. Uh, help alleviate that anxiety because it's really helpful. Some tools that you got for your toolbox, as he said. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank you for letting me bring this subject to light because uh-huh. I know we, we we've talked about it in the past. Oh yeah, and we've touched on it, but it's like, um, it's real and it's it, it it's horrible, man. I don't like being anxious all the time because you know me, you know my personality. Like I'm so lighthearted and I like to laugh and be joyful and bring joy to other people like that's one of my biggest things in life and yeah is to make if you're smiling then that means i'm smiling too so yeah like i hate being anxious and like future tripping and like oh my Uh, god this is gonna happen yeah Mm -hmm. no i totally agree with that and i just wanted to throw that out there too like on if you do jump on like youtube and look up modulated breathing. There is like clinical psychologists and behavioral health counselors yeah, yeah, yeah. that have videos. So get those ones or like watch those ones because they'll they like they'll talk you through it and they'll tell you why they're doing it, why this calms you down and break and it down. Yeah, and they're short, you know, like three four minute videos, and they'll walk you through it. Like the square one. There's one that I found that I I'll do the square breathing one. It's kind of hard for me because that. Four seconds doesn't seem like that long, but after you've exhaled <laughs> everything and try to hold it for four seconds, it seems like four minutes. It does. Uh. And, um, yeah, and to 
kind of piggyback off that. Yeah, they are like they're they they know what they're talking about. So uh, what I really liked about it too is like I mean, just probably because of the way my brain works is like how they break it down for you and say yeah. this is what it does and this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps me a lot because then that tells me you know I'm not listening to some quack. Yeah. Like you've been listening to for the last <laughs> hour and a half, maybe. <laughs> I think we've been going for like two hours, yo. No, no, we're not. Let's see. Let's let's go to the evidence here. Yeah. What are we we're, at? What one twenty eight? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, I thought we were going forever. Thought so, but yeah, I just want to listening to you ramble. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, well, see that that's that's what you get because I don't know if any of our newer <laughs> listeners know this, but back in the day, I was on a five minute time limit, so and I think I got used to it. So <laughs> I kind of toned that down because given my own, that was device, like the beginning. Yo. My my own devices, I will not shut up. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, both of us are that way. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I was like, Q2, Q2 News here in Bellings, Montana. I got a taste of some fast-talking crows. That was crazy. That was. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah. So we got to, we got uh, asked to do some voiceover work for their, what was it, their website? Yeah, their um, Q2 slash IndianCountry.com. Yeah, so we went in there, and I don't know what they had in mind, but we... Already knew what we were going to do. They gave us the script. And the, one of the first things this guy said was, yeah, we brought in this other company or these other professionals or whatever, however he put it. Yeah. And said they couldn't get it under 30 seconds. Yeah. It sounded rushed. It mm-hmm. sounded jumbled. And they just couldn't do it. And then me or, well, Josiah and me and then Randy went in there and we were out in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Got it. Nailed it. Like we were all under 30 seconds. It's like boom, boom, boom. Because that's what we do. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. We were out. But I think, I mean, part of it, too, I think it was just all this practice we put in. All the practice. And because we've done that before. Like, we've had to cut commercials here in the studio. And mm-hmm. early on, we couldn't do it. Yeah. It was, we, we would think we had to have 30, and we were, like, at 50 seconds one time. Yeah. No, I think the first commercial we did was, like, a minute. And we had it at, like, two minutes the first time we went through it. <laughs> So yeah, because we like, were hey, talking like this. Because we were real talking like this, and every word I said took an extra long time because that's how I talk sometimes. Yeah, we're using our prior talk. Prior talk. Sometimes. Said, Who's your name and what's your parents? And off the lights. Off the lights. Come here, Gua. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your name? <laughs> Josiah how much? <laughs> Josiah other medicine. <laughs> Instead of saying, uh, what's your last name? Josiah uh, how much? <laughs> JC how much? <laughs> good name. <laughs> <laughs> what does his name, what does the name mean? Means long hair. <laughs> Means long winded. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bad shout out to, um, Oh yeah! Shout out to Randy B in the place to be, the God yeah, yeah. Pod Gotti. You know he's under the weather. Um, him and his daughter. So we would really appreciate it if you guys, you know, say a prayer for them, speedy recovery. Um, they're in some isolation right now. So um, yeah, just send your prayers. You can hit him up on Facebook. Send him a good positive vibes and yeah, prayer man, hands. That, yeah, prayer hands, all that. You know, because we, it's definitely. 
Not the same unspoken words without the pod, Gaddy. Yes, sir. Wichita. 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 I tried my best. I don't know if I got it out there like that, but nah, you, know, you can't. You know, often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah, we can't. We can't do that pod, Gaddy call like he does no, it. That's one. That's one. One of a kind. So, just going back real quick. Yeah. That whole one take thing. Yeah. That just goes back to everything we talked about. We were able to do it when we needed it because we were practicing it. Yeah. Same thing with these coping skills. For sure. Develop those, and when it's time to go into that booth, you can one-take it. Boom. Boom. You're like, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling mad. I've got this anxiety. Like, oh, yeah, modulated breathing, man. Let's do it. And like I said, after, like, 30 seconds, minute, man, you feel yourself chilling out. Yep, yep. For real, man. Stick with it. It it works. It's definitely helpful, beneficial. Um. So, yeah. Cool. Yep. I think I think we we beat that one to death. Beat that anxiety in the shorts. Yeah. Now I'm hungry for some pies. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I'm hungry for some shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I expected that. Oh, but right. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Smothered in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Smothered in underwear. <laughs> I'll take your dryer balls smothered in underwear. <laughs> Give me some foot long hot dogs smothered in underwear. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's okay, enough. Okay, this okay. is a family show. How many times I got to tell you, damn it? See, you, you, you got started, dude. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> All right, then, well, let's sign off. Let's sign off. Okay, that's, All right. that's a good segue into see you next week. Yeah, so... To all our listeners all out there on Flat Earth, we love you. We appreciate you. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading unspoken words, Billy Graham style. Ha ha hey. And peace to the pod God. May you feel better. We'll see you next week. We love week, you and sir. miss you. We love you. We miss you. Welcome. Just feel better for me. Just get better so we can be together again. I just miss you. You're so fluffy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then, (laughs) Shinnick. Peace. Be good to yourselves. Mm -hmm. Nothing unsaid. Oh. Now sit back, relax, and listen to 